that you made one day. It's a decision to make every single day that I must eat of this bread. I must yeah. drink of this, of this body. I must drink. I must eat. If I don't drink, if I don't eat daily, I will die. right now behold cast your sight upon cast your gaze upon behold become one that is going to gaze upon the truth not maybe something you listen to repetitively and it's become something that you don't even listen to you don't even you don't lose your passion for christ don't lose your passion for the birth don't lose the miraculous story of what happened in the son of god coming down to earth to honor the father to honor one another because he saw light in each one of you he saw the yes and he said yes i will come forth i am going to do the will of god and it is for you for love the love of god we can never let this become old do you know that our hope is in him you know that the world doesn't have hope the world thinks they have hope but their hope is 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 faulty because their hope is in something that they can manage or at least they think so until one day when they realize they can't manage it they can't do anything our hope is solely in christ our hope he's the anchor of our soul the bible says he's the anchor of your soul and so when situations occur that you don't have any ability to change you know you have the anchor of your soul within you and so therefore you will not be moved you're not going to shift in in um Psalms 16.8, the Bible says that you will not be shaken, your heart will not move, you will not be shaken because you recognize you're seated in the heavenly sphere, in the heavenly realm with Christ Almighty. So therefore say, my hope is in the Lord. My hope is in the Lord. Yeah, my hope is in the Lord. And he is the anchor of my soul. Hallelujah. He is the anchor of my soul. Let's, let's go to... I want to go to Luke 2. Yep, Luke chapter 2, and in verse 7, I'm going to start off with verse 7. So it says, she brought forth her firstborn son, we know, Mary, brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room in the inn. A manger, a feeding trough. She, she wrapped her newborn, laid him in a manger, and Jesus laid in the manger where animals would go and feed, but he's the bread, he's the bread of life. Yeah. Yeah. He's the one that comes to bring us bread. Yeah. He is the bread come down from heaven. He is the bread that continues to give life. He is our food. We eat of him. We drink of him. He nourishes us. He sustains us. Are you letting the bread of life feed you? Amen. Are you letting the bread of life sustain you? Because it is up to us to take hold of what the provision, the provision has already been made. The provision has been made. Amen. So some of you need to get out of your own thinking and stop trying to figure everything out and recognize it is in surrendered, complete surrenderedness that you're going to receive the bread of life. Yes, you're going to receive the bread of life. And I'm not talking about salvation. Of course you're going to receive the bread of life, salvation, when you say yes to Christ. But I'm talking about the sanctification that comes about 
Amen. When you live your life totally and completely dependent upon the will of God. Yeah. When you live your life totally and completely dependent upon yeah. your God, if you said it, then I believe it. You are the bread of life. Yeah. You are the bread. I can't live without you. Yeah. It wasn't just a decision that you made one day. Yeah. It's a decision to make every single day that I must eat of this bread. I must yeah. drink of this, of this body. I must drink. I must eat. If I don't drink, if I don't eat daily, I would die. Yeah. Right. I will die. Mm -hmm. You will die. Mm -hmm. The passion. Yeah. The fervency. Amen. The power yeah. of God in you yeah. would subside. But yeah. when you continue to go back into that secret place and eat of that bread of life. Yes. Amen. You continue to rise up with strength in you. In you. So what is that bread of life? Jesus. The bread of life. The bread of life, is, he's offering bread. He's the bread of life, but he's offering bread. He's offering bread to us. He is the day spring. He is the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. In other words, you can look to him and say, Lord God, you are the beginning and the end. You already know the end. And so, therefore, I'm going to eat of the word. In a difficult situation, I'm going to eat of the word of God. I'm going to put that in, in my mindset. In my mindset. When your mind is set on the word of God, your faith shows it. Amen. When your mind is set Amen. on the word of God, your faith, your countenance, it shows yes. it. When your mind is not set on the word of God, your faith also shows that. Yes. We can see it. You can see it. You can see worry. You can see doubt. You can see fear. You can yeah. see it. Yeah. But you have the resurrection power. Amen. We have the resurrection power. What can man really do? You might say, oh, he can do a lot of things. No. What can he really do? It is God who gives life, and it is God that takes it. What can man really do? When I allow the word to be saturated on the inside of you, yes. my countenance will show it. It will be evident. We have such a reason to celebrate. Yes. We have the most important reason to celebrate. All oh, people who yes. get so you yes. shouldn't celebrate Christmas. It's you know pagan in, in, in its roots and this and that. I, you know what? To me, that's just ridiculous. Yeah. I'm going to celebrate the birth of Christ. We know it's not on December the 25th. But let me tell you something. We love him too much to not celebrate him. And we don't celebrate him on just one day of the year. We celebrate him all the time. All the time.
We have to depend on the Holy Spirit. That is the life that we've been called to live. Every one of us. We've been called as believers to live a life dependent upon the Spirit of the living God. If you don't live dependent upon the Spirit of the living God, you've stepped over back into the flesh, into human reasoning, into your own ways. And that will not bring about the pleasure of God. Only by faith will you please Him. Amen. Yes, amen. How can anybody faith? Faith alone. When you have faith in me, that's what pleases me. And so He's the Alpha and He's the Omega. The Emmanuel. God with us. God with me. Say, God is with me. God is in me. God is around me. God with us. Emmanuel. I walk with Emmanuel. You walk with Emmanuel. God with you. The sustainer of life within you. You've been filled. You've been enriched. You've been empowered. No matter what's going on, you have been equipped. Say, I'm equipped. Every breath that I breathe, I want to breathe with him. Every breath. The word of the Lord is near you. The word of the Lord is in your mouth, it's in your heart. The word of the Lord is near you. Because the word of the Lord is Jesus. The word of the Lord walked amongst us. He became flesh and he walked amongst us. The word of the Lord, Jesus. Jesus became flesh. Jesus walked amongst us. The word. Hallelujah. So he's the light of the world. He's the bright and morning star. He's the prince of peace. The wonderful counselor. He is the almighty God. He is the anointed one. He is the breath of God. Do you know he's the gate? Do you know he's the way? Do you know that he is the way maker? But it seems like there's no way. He is the way maker. And you look to the way maker. And you keep your eyes on the way maker and say, Father, I thank you that you make a way in the wilderness. You make a stream in that wilderness. I thank you that no matter what, you're a way maker. I thank you, Lord God. You said, wait. Just wait. Only wait upon the Lord. You will renew your strength. Just wait. You will wait. And as you wait, I will renew your strength. As you wait, you're going to rise up. You're going to mount up. I'm going to mount up on wings like the eagles. I'm going to soar. I'm mounting up on wings like the eagles because I've learned the art of waiting. You must wait on the Lord. When we wait on the spirit of the living God, you'll mount up. Say, I'm mounting up. That means strength. I'm mounting up with strength. I'm mounting up with the strength of the Lord. Like wings like the eagles. Eagles fly high. They soar high, high, far above difficulties. They, 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 they soar and they're looking down. And so therefore the perspective is different. The weariness comes when we walk down here. When we walk and we're flying up here, there is no weariness. Because we have a different perspective. If there's weariness in you today, then maybe you need to look at and check to see where are you walking. Are you walking down here or are you really truly soaring? Because when you're really truly soaring in the heavens with Christ. There is no worry. There is no difference. Even when there are problems all around you, you have a different perspective. You have a different perspective. Say, my perspective is going to change right now. I've got the perspective of heaven. He says that I'm going to walk. I'm going to not be weary. He says I'm going to run. Come on, you're going to walk. You're not going to faint. You're going to be. You're going to walk. You're going to run. You're not going to be faint. You're not going to go weary. Because those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Your strength is being renewed right now. The Lord our God, our healer, our savior, the one that we worship, the one that we are celebrating his birth of today. Amen. You want to make somebody mad? Preach Jesus. Amen. You want to see religious spirits rising up and people yeah. just getting beside 
his life to us. I'm going to read from 1 through 5 right now. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Let's begin again. In the beginning was the Word. The Word is Jesus. In the beginning was Jesus. You can replace the word word with Jesus. In the beginning was Jesus. Jesus is the living expression. He is the living expression of the heart of God. In the beginning was Jesus, the living expression of the heart of God. Isn't that powerful? The living expression of the heart of God. We know that Jesus, the word of God says that he sent forth his word. He sent forth Jesus. He sent forth his word and he healed them. He sent forth his word and he healed them. And deliver them from all their destructions in Psalm 107 20. But in the beginning was Jesus, because in the beginning was the Word. And, and the Word, Jesus, was with God. And the Word, Jesus, was God. In the beginning was the Word, was Jesus. And the Word, and Jesus, was with God. And the Word, Jesus, was God. Jesus was not only with God, but Jesus is God. Jesus not only was God. Let me tell you, in the day we live in, you need to have your doctrine right. In the day that we live in, you need to know that Jesus isn't just the Son of God. He is God. He was God. He is God. He always will be God. We need to have our doctrine right. Especially in this world, we've got all kinds of craziness happening in the church. And people are living in the church. Because you don't have true teaching of what the truth is. We have to study our word. We have to study the word. Show yourself to be approved. Studying the word. Look at verse 2. That's just all verse 1. John 1, 1. Now John 1, 2. He was in the beginning with God. We're talking about Jesus. Put it in context. We just got to say that Jesus is the word. Right? The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. Jesus was in the beginning with God, and all things were made through Him. That means when God said, let there be life, Jesus was right there with Him. Holy Spirit was right with Him. Why? Because they're one. They're one. Three and one. The Trinity, they're one. See, sometimes you're taught that, well, God did that, and Jesus didn't come till later. That's not the true gospel. That's not the true gospel. The true gospel is that this is a trinity. And they were, they're one. They're still one. And so when God spoke, they all were right there, but they're really one. And so they spoke. He spoke. God spoke. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. He spoke. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He's a person. The third person of the trinity, he's a person. Not an it. You hear people say that. So, verse 3, all things were made through him. Through Jesus. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. The whole, the Trinity. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. Mm -hmm. Beautiful creation. Fearfully and wonderfully made you are. Every one of us. The Bible says, I will praise him, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I will praise you, Father, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. You are knit. You were knit when you were, even before you were in your mother's womb. And so it says, in him, verse 4, in him was life. 
and life, that life was the light of men. Hallelujah. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Jesus, the Word made flesh. Father, your Word is settled in the heavens. Let your Word be settled here on earth. Father, your Word says that it is the entrance of your Word that gives life, and it gives understanding to the simple. It's the entrance of God's Word that gives life. So whenever I open my Bible, when you open your Bible, the entrance of God's Word gives light. The world wants to bring darkness and confusion struggles, problems, and difficulties. But when you open up your word, the Bible says in, in Psalm 119.89, Lord, your word is settled in the heavens. And then it says in Psalm 119.130, the entrance of your words give life. Say, his words give me life. And Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the So his words give us life. That means it illuminates us, and it gives understanding to the simple. You don't know what to do. You have a problem or something going on. Stay in your Bible even more. How's that going to help me? How's that going to? Oh, it'll help you, all right. It'll change your mindset. It's the light of Christ that starts to shine upon you, and your mindset starts to shift. And you may not hear a voice. You may not hear a specific instruction, do this or do that. You might. But you may not. But let me tell you, the wisdom that is deposited on the inside of you, the understanding that God wants to deposit on the inside of you, naturally comes because He is the light of the world. Amen? And His words bring light. Understanding. It's beautiful. Let's go to, just turn your your, uh, page to verse 14. We're still in John 1, but verse 14. Verse 14. This is where it tells us that when He became flesh, He dwelt amongst us. He dwelt amongst us. Let's read it. And the Word, which is Jesus, became flesh. And flesh, Jesus, the Word, dwelt among us. He walked. He walked on the face of this earth. He dwelt. He walked amongst us. And it says, And we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace, full of truth, when, you, when it says dwelt, became flesh and dwelt among us, to dwell is to tabernacle. So Jesus came and dwelt amongst us. He, the tabernacle of God, came to be a tabernacle for us. Amen. That we would become a tabernacle unto him. He wants us to be a tabernacle unto him. Amen. Tabernacle, which means fellowship. Amen. A continual fellowship with him. Amen. Amen. And, and when you taste and see of that, when, the more that you taste and see of that, the more you understand how good yes. that is. The more that that just, yes, you have an amen. It's like yes. it's like the difference between you've never really tasted some amazing, like, really good chocolate. You just have cheap stuff all the time. You just have cheap stuff all the time. And then all of a sudden you taste that really rich chocolate, yes. like, oh my goodness, that's amazing, right? I know, lame analogy. Because how do you compare the Son of God with anything? <laughs> I compare with anything. But just to try to give a perspective, you know, and so when you taste it and seen and you realize, I am to be a tabernacle. It is the heart of God for me to tabernacle with Him. He came to dwell with me. That means He came to tabernacle with me. 
but he came to tabernacle with me, that it would be reciprocated, that I would become a tabernacle unto him. He wants us to be tabernacle so that we can together tabernacle. We can Amen. together be this tabernacle where we're tabernacling together. That's Amen. what he wants from us. He's not just a baby in a manger. He's not just a baby in a manger. That's right. He came in a humble way. He came to show us. It is humility that God honors. God will raise you up when you are humble. When you recognize, it is in humility that I want to walk and remain, Father. He came as a humble baby in a manger. No room for him in the end. But heaven, the whole, the whole of heaven, not only had room for him, but his whole name is marked out in heaven. It is his place, his dwelling place, that he says, I have come to prepare a place for you, that when I go, you're going to come back, I'm going to come for you, and you're going to come to me. In the room, mansion, that I'm preparing for you. The story, the beautiful testimony of the birth of Christ is something that we need to carry in our spirit, man. We must always remember, what is the enemy really afraid of when he looks at you? It's your passion for Jesus. It is your hunger for Christ. What he really wants to rob you of is your hunger for Christ, your passion for Jesus. Remember, Satan was always at odds with Jesus. You know, Lucifer, the great, you know, beautiful, beautiful angel, but yet he fell from heaven. Took a third of the angels with him because he said, I will be like God. I will be like God. I will be like God. And continued to say, I will be like God. The jealousy that he had for who? Jesus. Jesus. Lucifer was a created angel. They're not equal. There are believers. Well, there are Christians who call themselves Christians that think that they were equal. Jesus was God from the very beginning. In other words, the Bible says from everlasting to everlasting. There is no beginning, there's no end. He's always what? Right? And but 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 Lucifer is an angel and he was created. They're not brothers. Okay? Right. Let's just make that clear. Let some of you have that theology, that teaching, that they were brothers. No, they were not. No, they were not. Never. Never. But I, I sometimes appalled at some of the teachings that are coming across in the Christian church. And what that tells me is, is that it is my job to make sure that we really are grounded in the truth. Because deception is, you know, it creeps in. And it's subtle. But it creeps in. Yeah.